Well, it's Black Friday yet again. In addition to being Friday, Friday, it's Black Friday. Um, the military has one fundamental mission. And that's to blow things up. And if, you know, if necessary, if somebody presents themselves in front of them uh, to, uh, to kill them. And that's their mission. None of this Marxist nonsense, none of this, none of this DEI, none of the social, uh, social justice engineering, just that one thing. But it appears in the Pentagon, in the Biden Pentagon, uh, the top priority isn't about winning wars or taking care of personnel, but injecting the leftist politics. So, First of all, they want to send more of your money to you to Ukraine, which we <laughs> we uh, you know we don't have a dog in the fight with Ukraine. We never have had a dog in the fight with Ukraine. While they're out there talking about how uh, you know Zelensky's out there saying, "Oh, once he has me, he's coming for you." We've seen exactly how good he's going to be at coming for anybody because he can't handle you, Vladimir. He can't handle what you got going on. So, thanks for that. Um, and of course, we're too happy to fight the proxy war, which the proxy war is always a, that's, that's a slippery slope to go on. And, uh, of course, then there's the reimagining of what the military is supposed to be. But then the libs of TikTok came out on the, uh, app formerly known as Twitter. And there is an alleged army soldier with the last name of Michael who in his now unavailable post lamented the current he, he lamented the current state of the US armed forces and he's getting ready to get out this is called P PCS he's going to separate from the service and uh he's claiming and I haven't been able to corroborate this yet because of course I don't I'm not involved at uh in the payroll system of uh, the U.S. military. But he's claiming that the military is forcing him to pay for equipment that he was ordered to leave in Afghanistan during the resident's calamitous withdrawal in 2021. On his post, two years ago, my unit deployed to Afghanistan for the Afghanistan withdrawal. We spent a few weeks over there. It was hectic. It was chaotic. It was disgusting. And it made me very disappointed in our government. And today I'm reminded of how disappointed I am in our government. Go to turn in my gear. They want to charge me $500 to $1,000 for gear that I was ordered to leave in Afghanistan two years ago. Because the last two birds were sitting on the tarmac ready to leave, there wasn't any room for extra gear, extra weight. Therefore, we were told to leave it. Some lower enlisted dudes, including myself, were like, no, this stuff is expensive. I'm not leaving this. I'm going to get charged for this when it comes time to leave. They said, don't worry, we're going to catch you on the back end. And according to Michael, the service's purported pledge was never fulfilled. And he also showed what appears to be a document from the military dated November 20, 2023, with charges totaling more than $3,500. Now, when they issue you something in the military, it's called TO&E, Table of Organization and Equipment. And they issue you whatever it is your mission requires you to have beyond the clothing that you come with, okay? And this is going to be cold weather clothing. It's going to be sleep systems. It's going to be web gear. It's going to be plate carriers, optics, whatever it is going to come with it all. 
It's all coming to you there. And when you sign for it, you are financially responsible for it. So, if they tell you to dump your gear, right? And I've, I've never heard of this happening before. Because, uh, it, you know, most of the time when a, when a, in a exigent circumstance, for example, where uh, you have to get out of somewhere quick. If you leave your sleeping bag in the middle of combat, they're not going to get out. They go, oh, well, that's going to be one sleeping bag you owe us for. So now the claim is that they have, that they're charging these guys, and this would be, you know, considering how many, uh, considering how many audits they failed, the fact that they are this good at their record keeping with who was there and who wasn't and who had the temporary equipment issue and all this other stuff, that would be astonishing. So, there's item number one. Item number two. When I was in the military, whenever, you know, one time at Fort Gordon, Lou Rawls was coming to sing. And for some of us, Lou Rawls was just not our cup of tea. But, of course, because Lou Rawls is coming to sing at the post, the, the, the commanding general of the post and all of the staff of the post, they wanted to make it seem like the entire post loved Lou Rawls. Well, we, we get out there and we... Uh, we show up for the Lou Rawls concert, and as soon as we, we, we have to stay there for X amount of time. And as soon as X amount of time is done, we're out of there. We're all out of there because it was the 80s. We weren't into Lou Rawls. Lou Rawls was good. No, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, as good a, he was as good a crooner as any, there ever has been. But we got out of there, so, uh, you know. But they control what you're doing. When you're in the military, it's a very socialistic sort of existence. They, uh, <laughs> on November 17th, base leadership at Minot Air Force Base in North Dakota sent out a communique warning base personnel to be on alert regarding a local gathering of conservative activists. So, while a lot of people get out there and point this out, this is this is not a new thing for the military to do. The military has done this for a very long time. The military is actually supposed to be apolitical. But, of course, they're not right now because we have diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility. And that is an offshoot of Marxism. So we've got... Uh, this is all part of the strategic management plan. They intend to direct the requested funds... Uh, your funds, your money, to uh, programs and initiatives aimed at furthering DEIA and incorporating DEIA values, objectives, and considerations on how it conducts business and carries out missions. And then, of course, there's Vladimir. He wants some more of your money. And uh, they intend, the Pentagon is going to ship $100 million to Kiev to help Ukraine counter Russia's invasion. And this includes additional air defense capabilities, artillery, ammunition, anti-tank weapons, and other instruments deemed necessary by the resident. And they've committed more than $113 billion now. In 2022 alone, that hasn't stopped them from bullying Congress into authorizing even more aid for the Eastern European nation. So, that's what's going on in the Pentagon today. They have not had a very good week at all. Uh... I, you know, it would be really nice if they would just get back to their core mission. 
But their primary mission is to take care of the soldiers. And they're not taking care of the soldiers. They're, uh, and, and don't get this, this whole thing about, they, they have never, ever, ever encouraged anybody to be political in the military. What they haven't done, though, is they have not forced people to be Marxist, which that's a, that's a new reimagining of what their mission and their core tenant is supposed to be, which their core tenant is supposed to be, hey, there's something over there. Let's go blow it up. But no, that's not what they do. That's never what they do. Well, not, not in a long time anyway. Right now, the House Republicans are trying to offer standalone aid to Israel and, uh, they're, they're not too hot on sending a bunch of money in one big old bucket like uh, the, the, the resident wants to do uh, to send more money to Ukraine because Ukraine is going to become less of a thing now. It's become a, because what's happening in the Middle East is actually a, a, an issue for us, whereas what's happening to Ukraine isn't. And therein lies the problem for them. And for us, because we're sending our money to them, and uh, well, we don't. I we, we shouldn't be sending our money to them. Recently, they released another manifesto, and we're begin, we're we're beginning to see some things about these manifestos that uh, are they they have one common common denominator. They're all. Leftists, all leftists. That when we get back, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The com- Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. Uh, do you remember the Louisville Bank shooter guy? His name was Connor Sturgeon. And he left a journal. And it's interesting that this comes out just a few... Uh, a few you know, a short time after Audrey Hale's manifesto was leaked. But um, if you remember, this guy was a he was a former employee at a bank, and he decided to go shoot up the bank. Twenty five year old, twenty five year old Louisville mass shooter. And we get this: the journal has been released by law enforcement, and it shows that he targeted upper class white people in hopes of securing more gun control. In an April 3rd, 2023 entry, he cited his frustration over the climate disaster and gun access. And then he wrote, I've decided to make an impact, but because I was depressed and able to buy guns, question mark, they are gone. Perhaps this is the impact for change. Upper class white people dying. Also, according to the full report released by the Louisville Metro Police Department, his parents were aware of his distaste for current gun laws. 
So apparently one of the features now of the left is the rhetoric takes them there. It took him there with James Hodgkinson. It took him there with Audrey Hale. And it's taken him there with this cat. So no longer can they get out there and claim, well, what we said did not cause this. Because it's certainly doing it. Now you'll notice that with Hale and with, uh, see, with, with James Hodgkinson, he, he was the Alexandria softball field shooter. Uh, he he attributed his stuff to the Bernie Bernie Sanders stuff. He was a Bernie bro. He worked for I think he worked for the campaign to some degree, and uh, all of these things uh, lead to that whole out of that whole white privilege thing that we're supposed to check at the door. It's interesting how white people have been taught to loathe themselves. Post in X from End Wokeness, the mass shooters in Louisville and Nashville were both leftists targeting white people. Now we know why manifestos were buried for so long. So when the woke mind virus activates... The host becomes a killer. And mowing down innocent people to make a point that the Republicans and their gun agenda is a danger to the well-being of innocent people. <clears throat> That's the new thing. Murdering people for gun control. Gun control leads to murdering people. And then if we don't get it, we murder people to get to gun control. Pretty paradoxical, if you ask me. But very consistent. Because... The means always justifies the ends. But if you notice, and I've said this many times, and a lot of people give me a lot of static over this, I compare climate change hysteria to gun control hysteria because um, climate change hysteria would lead to the death of a lot of people. They're wanting you to give up heat. They're wanting you to give up nutrients. And they're trying to mandate it to where it just happens, to where you know, even though the, even though the uh, technology is not ready to go, they're they're trying to uh, mandate that to happen. So now that also leads to another thing where the the, the whole specter of human sacrifice. That's always another one of the means that leads to their end, which is the utopia. The woke utopia, which is what they want. They want that the mostest. They really do. They want it the mostest. So on the text line, I, I got this text from somebody saying that he'd sent a communique to the uh, Minot Air Force Base Commander's uh, website, which they have websites now, do they really? That's probably just part of the, part of the uh, slot that they fill. The commander's website. And left him a message about, uh, uh, you know, um, he, he told him what he thought of him. I can't say that over the air. But, um, and he got no response back from that. Now, here's the thing about this. And listen, I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not trying to make any sort of 
any sort of excuses for any command officers today. Command officers today, the the, the flag officers, the generals, the admirals, uh, they all seem to think that they're way, way more uh, godlike than they used to seem. And I'm, you know, this is I admire George Patton. You know, I, I you know Omar Bradley. I, I admired those guys. These guys we got now, they're out there. That they're, they're nowhere near what those dudes are. Those dudes were inspirational. They inspired their troops to do things that were impossible in some cases. But nowadays, they're more politicians. And that's because they're administrators. They have to get out there. They've got to fight for budgets. They've got to do all this other stuff. Plus, they're all college educated. Plus, they're, you know, they're coming from the Pentagon. So, quite woke they all are now today, as I sound like Yoda. Um, and I said something back that, you know, I don't, without knowing this guy's particular persuasion as far as where his politics go, which I have a pretty good idea of what they are. But getting out there and maybe calling him that is not... It might have been sort of harsh. And he says uh, he was the one that sent out the directive to stay away from the Republican speech. So once again, the, the role of the military is supposed to be apolitical. He shouldn't say anything about any one particular party in any given circumstance unless they think something's going to be uh, be out of line. But... But understand this, a commanding post general can make the entire city where they're at, wherever they're stationed, off limits to the troops. They won't be allowed off post unless they're going on a transport somewhere. That has happened before. It will probably happen again. And when they do that, uh, you know, they do it for various reasons, but I mean, you really have to understand exactly how the military works. The military, it's 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 quite the it's it's a very fine line between being uh, you know communist and uh, being inspirational. Today's general officers, flag officers, I don't you know I don't know I don't even know who this was who who this who this general is. I never served in the Air Force, so um, I don't I don't know what they what they're doing. But I don't know enough about it to get out there and label him something like that. Besides the fact that most of them seem to be woke. And we got to look at all of them on an individual basis. I'm, I'm sure that they're, uh, I'm sure that they're uh, ego. <laughs> I, I'm sure it's so big they have trouble picking it up. Anyway. When we get back, we're headed into the next dark age of a different sort. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Ah, uh, the old dark age, the new dark age. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. The old dark age happened when the corporate governmental structure of Rome fell apart, and then the hordes of the heathens came and they overran every good, all the good things they'd done. They just, they just tore it all left, right, and, and asunder. What's happening today is happening because modern governments continue to become more invasive into your private life. 
and they use their assumed authority to enforce some sort of contrived orthodoxy and uh and in doing so they can uh you know politicize basically everything like in science now civilization crawled out from under the old dark age with science okay and uh, science today is festooned with corruption it has basically become a a grift if you will um Back when it was tasked with objective processes and, you know, discovering things and solving issues and providing solutions, uh, science flourished. And nowadays it's largely in the business of acquiring politically controlled government grants. It's money-making grip. And they exploit the sexy fields of study. They don't, you know, they're not doing anything out there like, maybe we could just solve death. That would be that 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 seems like that would be one they I, I would like them to solve death. But instead of doing that, they're out there trying to make it to where uh, you know we, we had science used beat used as a club against us during the COVID grift, right? Weather and climate are what are the one of the best things you can grift today because you don't have to have any kind of evidence out there about anything you say, you just say it. Because everybody lives in fear now. And in spite of all of this, there's still some non-governmental interests that manage to privately fund research to develop profitable and patentable innovation, just like in the past. You just don't don't ever hear about it. Now, where did we decide? When When did somebody come up and say, you know, CO2 is a bad thing? How does, you know, and they never explain how does CO2, quote, trap heat, on the Earth's surface, when it's only less than 0.05% of what air is made of. Now, there's that whole air thing. Faith in the concept is supposed to be sufficient. Faith, like a religion. And the skeptics are, you know, they're, they get dragged through it because of that deviation from the, their, the orthodox narrative. President Biden made John Kerry America's ambassador to the upper atmosphere. And he, he looks and sounds the part. He reeks of presumed authority. And because uh, he's been a, a, a creature of government for so long, he has a bunch of brains made out of mashed potatoes, he'll say whatever his programmers want him to say. It never makes any sense. I just flew here on a, on a, on a private jet, but we've got to stop commercial travel. To save the planet. That kind of, you know, has the tone of a serious effort. He was just on uh, the PBS version of the BBC. And what he was saying was so stupid I had to look away. He looks and sounds apart, but that only works in the depths of a serious dark age. One, you know, they're all about, we got to be against carbon right now. we got to be against all things carbon, except all plant and animal life, including the buried fossil fuels, are based on carbon. And all this carbon has been previously extracted from the atmosphere. <laughs> and the mysticism underpinning weather hysteria is classic dark age stuff. Science doesn't actually work that way, though. It's, it's not designed to work that way. And peer review looking at your findings and conclusions, 
pulling him apart at the seams and saying, yep, I find no fault in how you came up with that conclusion. I find no fault in your process. That's how you validate a finding. It's not by getting out there and saying the science is in. Then there's modern health care. Remember, during the Clinton administration, Hillary Clinton was supposed to reinvent American health care. Do you remember that part? And after a series of little secret meetings, her manifesto was released to the public, and it contained one particular poison pill, the abolition of private medical practice. Then we had the 1994 midterms. Bill Clinton was out there going, I think I'm just going to work with the Republicans. He, 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 was, he was compelled to say the era of big government is over, but, you know. Today is what he should have said. Then there's that new age twaddle from the 60s and the 70s, you know, the rebirth of astrology as a serious worldview. Organic. When did organic, but you know, during organic foods, when organic, you know, during the sharecroppers time and all this other stuff, what was there? What was their life expectancy compared to now? And in today's world, the fear of Roundup is what dominates the new age consciousness. And I'm constantly being told that today's younger people will not live as long as my generation because of Roundup. And homeopathy seems to have gained a foothold. You know, you get out there and you're looking at things and you're looking for the homeopathic. And you never recognize things like meningitis when you're a homeopath. So all of this dark age stuff, taxation is a part of it as well. And then there's the litter of idle vagrants that are going into our cities and towns and just making them worse. You know, the squalor. P.J. O'Rourke defined the practice that the left does as compassion fascism. This, this is where we're going if we do not change our, uh, change our ways. Adam Schiff is in the news again, as only he can be. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Adam Schiff, I'm sure we could do something better with the space he takes up, but that's all, that's all beside the point. He wants to be a senator now. He's not content with being a failure as a representative in the House. He wants to be a senator. And I guess he looked at the one that, uh, you know, that uh, Newsom appointed and said to himself, well, good, I'm, I'm, I'm already there. I'm doing that too. He has two primary residences. <laughs> now, understand this. The only way to actually have two primary residences if you, is if you own your own private jet or if you're a house member of the United States. Because his are in Maryland and in California. I don't know how much further apart they could be unless one of them was in, in Alaska, you know, and still be in the United States, or Hawaii, and still be in the United States. And... Uh, 
This could possibly cause problems for his January 2023 announcement for a run at the U.S. Senate. He did not expect to be the one that was appointed, but he expects to, he, he wants to be the next Feinstein. He currently owns a 3,400 square foot house in Maryland. But he claims a homeowner's tax exemption on a smaller condo in Burbank, which is 650 square feet. And he has designated it as his primary residence. So he saved about $70 a year in property taxes as a result of this maneuver, which saved him $7,000 in total. He did not request a comparable exemption for his property in Maryland. Tax records reveal, though, that in 2017, that was the only year he paid property taxes in California using a personal check bearing his Maryland ac address, according, you know, which, uh, of course, adds some more fuel to the controversy, at least if you listen to CNN. One insider told the New York Post that Schiff is rarely at his California apartment, which is a modest one-bedroom, one-bathroom residence. Well, you know. Let's think about that now, shall we? 650 feet, uh, that's about, uh, it's not very big compared to 3,400 feet now, is it? And he's been getting away with it. He's been living in Maryland. And that's that's the thing where, this is where the big question comes. How does somebody that makes $180,000 a year maintain a residence in California and in Maryland? I could see one or the other. I can't see both. And he's up against uh, Democratic reps Katie Porter and Barbara Lee. Steve Garvey is in there. The Maryland property, his primary residence, and uh, he, he re deed records show that Schiff designated his Maryland property as his primary residence in 2003 when he bought it for $870,000 in 2003. 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, he refinanced his mortgage and consistently indicated the Maryland property as his primary residence. His condo cost $298,000. And the deed records were notarized in Maryland. <laughs> and uh, the, the records feature alterations that replace California and Los Angeles with Maryland and Montgomery County and listing Schiff's Maryland address as the return address. And so what Schiff is primarily doing is he basically has a big post office box in California and therefore he wants to run for the Senate in California because there's a spot open now. And, um, uh, Of course, they're denying all of this. Marisol Samayo, she insisted that the uh, his primary residence is in Burbank, but and she she emphasizes that uh, Schiff and his wife had moved to to the D.C. area to spend more time with their children while he performed his congressional duties, citing several news mentions as well as his book. <laughs> Coming out of New York Post, in 2020, he refinanced his mortgage, indicating that the Maryland house was his second home. Yet, a social media post from 2021 and school publications and athletic records from the same year suggest that Schiff was still living at the Maryland home. A, there's a family photo that matches the exterior of his Potomac home in Maryland. 
So dude lives in, he's, he's running in a district that is not his, at, in a state that he doesn't live in. And I don't blame him. I, well, I don't know. If you're living in California and you're picking Maryland over California, I, I, you know, which, which hell hole is worse, I wonder. Hmm. Then there's the polling. Schiff and Barbara Lee get the, have gotten the most support, but uh, it, it's he's, he's not running away with it. And like I said, Steve Garvey's running as a Republican. Steve Garvey, for those who don't know, used to be a Major League Baseball player. I'm sure he has the name recognition. He was always a handsome devil, you know, all that other stuff. He's got 10%. He's got 10%, and I think somebody else is running as a Republican as well, unless it's Barbara Lee that we're talking about here. So... Barbara Lee's at nine percent. So if he and if she and Schiff are the ones getting the most, you know, Katie Porter got sixteen percent of the votes. Two percent chose not to back anyone in the race. I don't blame them. Right now they find that Schiff is trailing Porter with seventeen percent of likely voters in the state supporting her, and that hasn't changed. He had sixteen percent down from twenty percent in August. So let the race begin, but I mean, uh, maybe if he doesn't win this one, he'll run for senator for uh, in Maryland. See, this happened, and it's just become uh, the one they they the one that they just appointed to replace Feinstein in, in the interim. She, she has a home in Maryland as well. <laughs> when we get back, we got a world class production of the Nutcracker coming to Greenville. Sarah Shoemaker from the International Ballet will be joining me to tell you about it, as she does every Black Friday. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.